The Spanish Announce Table. Episode 396 of the Spanish Announce Table. And I am excited. We are inching ever closer to AEW All Out, which we are going to because we are again, as I stated last week, ballers. So, Tom, besides your ever-increasing anticipation of AEW's All Out, you like that? How I, that was a great line. Uh, besides that, how's things? Things are great. And Tim, uh, one thing that I don't want to get buried in the lead is we're also going to a live taping or a live uh, to air episode of AEW Rampage on Friday night. So we're going to Rampage and All Out. So I'm very excited about Rampage too, because that's the go home show, right? right. Go home show is the last you know, hurrah, hail Mary, whatever you want to call it to get you to buy the pay-per-view. So, you know, some crazy shit's going to go down on rampage. So I'm very excited about the whole situation. Chicago is going to be great. I love Chicago. You've never been to Chicago, correct? Correct. I have never been to Chicago yet. I am going to have so much fun showing you the great city of Chicago, the second city, as they call it, it's going to be an awesome time. But before we get to Chicago, we got to get through tonight's episode of AEW dynamite. So, Tim, are you ready for AEW Dynamite Recap Spanish Announce Table Episode 396? Yes. All right. So it kicks off with CM Punk, who returned last week, and he comes out and pisses me the hell off. Look here, Punk. I don't know what you're trying to do, because it felt like maybe we're going heel turn, but then it felt towards the end that we're going back to still just saying I'm CM Punk. I love the fans because you pissed me off, pal. So let's get into it. First off, he says, let's take care of some minor business. And he calls out Hangman Adam Page and Hangman doesn't come out. So before we dive into more of the details of this promo, we both know that we love Hangman Adam Page. This is a Hangman Adam Page appreciation podcast. There will be yeah. no slander on the name. This so is cowboy that... shit certified. Over yeah, here so get Spanish that out of the way right now. So if you're going to get in the comments and you're going to talk some stuff on that, uh, we got five fingers across your face. Get the fuck out. Five across that loop. So, five across that loop. So what did you think about CM Punk calling out Hangman for then Hangman not to come out? I thought out? that like, was weird. Yeah. I thought maybe, was... oh, this is the stall tactic until we get you know down the road and get a Moxley or even we would i thought maybe we'll get moxley being like no 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 no, no you don't rematch him this yeah. is us now and then they're like mm-hmm. eh. and then maybe they make this a triple threat right i was i was getting a little excited and then the no show and i'm like eh. i mean it's good heel heat i mean punk's playing the heel here right but is he because i mean he i guess he is but like he didn't put down the the city he you know he didn't do traditional heel things he didn't talk down about the, the town that they were in. He never said that the people were stupid. He really just, it felt like took personal shots, like broke kayfabe for a second and was just taking personal shots at people that like, I don't know, you know, John Silver, if you follow Twitter, John Silver said hangman was busy and it showed him eating food and catering. Now, I don't know if that was an actual picture from tonight, but it just felt like CM Punk knows the rundown of the show, right? I'm imagining he knows if Hangman is scheduled to come out, they're going to inform him. To me, it felt like one of two things. First, I thought, okay, maybe they're going to do a triple threat. Hangman wants his rematch. John Moxley's the interim champ. 
to save. I honestly thought like to save Moxley and Punk, Hangman would take the pin to whoever wins and becomes the unified champ. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I thought that's the kind of angle we might first go. But then when he doesn't show up and CM Punk says, that's not cowboy shit, that's coward shit. I thought to myself, is this a personal, like, do you guys not honestly like each other? Because if we're breaking the fourth wall, the interactions I've seen of Hangman Adam Page in person and online, and the interactions I've heard of CM Punk in person, and then what I've seen online, I'm not picking Punk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not picking Punk. Hangman seems like a legit nice guy and a good guy. Punk? Eh, depends on what day you catch him. So we get that part. Then we cut into John Moxley. This is where, okay, we're building an angle, right? And he cuts some, you know, shoot lines there. And what did you think of the shoot lines? He says that Moxley is the third best guy in his group right now. And that seems to be a theme alluding to the shield, right. all of these things. What did you think about that? I mean, Punk has always been good about like kind of drawing up history and using previous things. And I think that was good. Um, he had some good birds, like it, uh, bars, not even calling him like, not even the number one John that I'm going to beat in Chicago, right? Like, uh, you know, fine. Again, good heel stuff. And yeah. it's getting the crowd to be like, ooh, snap. I liked when Moxley's music is going and he's like, oh, well, I've got plenty of time to I'm get he's just snow shit healing over. The, yeah, he's like, I'm going to do Snow Angel. <laughs> he starts to sing a little bit of the yeah. song because he likes right. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I liked all of that. Fun. That was fun. Um, and then just the stuff when they were going back and forth. I mean, well, before they get know. into it, before they go yeah. back and forth, another person that cuts, that catches a stray from CM Punk is Eddie Kingston. Yeah. So we talked about John Moxley's best friend, Eddie Kingston. And he says, he's the third best Eddie I've uh, been in the ring with. And, and the second best Kingston allu yeah. alluding to Kofi Kingston, mm -hmm. you know, the latter half of that. And obviously Eddie, Eddie Guerrero. I wasn't honestly sure of the second Eddie that he was talking about. Yeah, I don't know who he's Eddie Edwards. I from Ooh, ring maybe. of honor. I don't know, maybe but I don't know Eddie the other Edwards. Eddie. So hashtag tweet the table or put it in the live chat. If you know, I couldn't think of that second Eddie, but that was the other person that caught a stray. And again, Tim, as much as this is a, uh, Hangman Adam Page Appreciation Podcast. This is also an Eddie Kingston Appreciation oh, oh, Podcast. Oh, yeah. This is a Mad King's, you know, yeah. kingdom over here. Yeah, and you do not put any slander on the name of Eddie Kingston. We have met him. He has been kind to us, and he is nice. The kind of stuff that gets you shanked when you come around Kansas City, man. Yeah, I tell you what. We'll give you a Kansas City cunt punt. Mm -hmm. Come around these parts. Mm -hmm. Tell you what. Mm -hmm. Eddie mm -hmm. Kingston is loved in this area, Nobody. boy. Nobody. Nobody wants he's a the, Kansas City comp hunt. And he's the you. best wrestler, Eddie Kingston, that is, in the world. I will I will argue to my dying day that 2022 version of Eddie Kingston is the best pro wrestler in the world. 100% facts. I'm not arguing. Now, here's the interesting thing about Eddie Kingston. Hangman Adam Page, being completely honest, I don't know the direction he's going. Because, again, he said no to the young bucks in the trios tournament we still haven't had the dark order match so maybe he gets involved there and i don't think necessarily the next time we see him he's going to be like oh yeah and by the way cm punk you're a you know cm cunt or whatever right like he's not gonna say anything back to cm punk eddie kingston though 
he has a stream of consciousness. <laughs> he might just go talking about Sammy Guevara and just run that right back into CM Punk. I'm interested to seeing the next time Eddie Kingston's on our TV because I don't think he's going to let that slide and be like, oh, yeah, he got one over know, on me. Eddie Kingston isn't the type where, you know, if you were talking smack about him, he's going to say, hey, I heard you were talking shit. Yeah. Like, say it now. Say it right yeah. now to my face, partner. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. So, yeah, now let's get to it. So then, as you mentioned, CM Punk's like, I can do oh. snow angels and sing while John Moxley walks out. John Moxley comes in and he does pretty good. He's not known for the pipe bomb stuff, but he even says like a microphone isn't going to get you any credit with He's me. Like, like This is the real world. I'm just going to kick your ass or something yeah, we like fight that. Right? Here, yeah, right, yeah. Right. And then he says, which I believe is true from a viewer of AEW since day one, the heart and soul of AEW, in my opinion, could be a handful of people, but one of those people, at least in the conversation, is John Moxley. And then CM Punk doesn't even miss a beat and is like, I'm the heart and soul of AEW. He's like, Well, I'll be the dollars and cents. Yeah. And then John Moxley's like, Hey, we all know you're here because you're broke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ran out of money. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Which and is great. CM Punk, yeah. CM Punk didn't have a retort for that. He was like, Oh, well, shit. Yeah. Well, I like that Punk, when, when Moxie's up on him, he's like, hold on. He's like, if you get any closer, I'm afraid you'll bleed on me. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> now, one thing that I think, because John Moxley, again, let's not forget, he is also the heavyweight champion for GCW, one of the greatest promotions going right now in the world, in oh, my opinion. Great. And this past great weekend, event they just had, yeah. he wrestled Effie yep. for the world championship. And so we fast forward to Wednesday night. And John Moxley uh, may maybe pays a little homage to Effie here and gives a good old kiss to CM Punk and then a right hand to the lip. I like that. So we get a knockdown drag out brawl. We'll get to it. Uh, Cause I don't, I know I want to go in chronological order, but we're talking about it. So it feels weird to start stop. So then later on in the show, Tony niece walks out the smart Mark Sterling and they're about to do something. But we don't even get to find out because John Moxley punches him in the back of the head, taking him out of action, gets into the ring and is like, punk, let's do it now. We're going to do it now. We're not waiting for all out. Punk then walks out without any music. And that's kind of the the tell there is if he's not walking out with cult of personality, then it's going to be a pull apart. Right. So he comes walking out. Security is following behind him. They go at it again. Uh, Claudio and uh, Yuta come out to help separate the thing. There was one spot, and again, the cameras sometimes catch things that we probably shouldn't see, but there's a part there towards the end of the pull-apart where Claudio is holding John Moxley like a baby, and it's like, you go here. And then I, I tried to like, make that our background, but I couldn't get a good <laughs> shot yeah. of it. It was so fun. I, I was yeah. I was rolling. And, and the commentators tried, like, Claudio is one of the toughest guys in the world. He can do that to anyone. It's yeah. like, but, like, he shouldn't. Yeah, but he shouldn't be doing that to Mox right now. You're world yeah. champion. Yeah. With, you know, yeah. Yeah, and so the one thing that I found interesting, and this is just peeling back the curtain a little bit, if you pay attention to CM Punk's career, you know, if you watch the DVD, if you follow him online, all the stuff, you know all the details about him. His trainer is Ace Steel, former yeah. NWL tag team champion yeah. here in Kansas city. 
Yeah. And Ace Steel is a agent in AEW. And one thing I noticed is during the pull apart, Moxley and Punk are yelling at each other, and Punk looks right at Ace Steel and is like, "We got him. We fucking got him." As if I don't know if he's like, "We got the crowd into this," or. I got him riled up like that was my goal. So yeah. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know, because, you know, the Ace Steel Punk friendship, too, is a well-documented long term. Yeah. So uh, interesting. Yeah, that, that, I didn't I didn't catch that spot. That's fun. I'll have to go back and check that out. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. So before uh, we jump into the next thing, I want to remind everyone yeah. uh, I referenced the backgrounds. And for you podcast listeners, if you're not watching us live, uh this is wednesday night we typically do it thursday nights but sometimes wednesday nights just stay tuned to our social medias and you'll know what's happening but you get a chat with us live which we're encouraging anybody on the youtube twitch twitter fun fact you can even watch us live at spanish announce table.net uh, hey you can do it you know you can do it anywhere everywhere god damn it watch us live join in the fun make some new friends and then listen to the podcast later because you know you're gonna you want to hear the good stuff again Exactly. You want to hear our comment on your comment to us. So listen back. Uh, let's get back into AEW here, though. We get a backstage promo and we get finally a reason for Powerhouse Hobbs taking out Ricky Starks. And it makes sense. Yes. I actually fully co-signed why Powerhouse Hobbs got mad. Again, it was a heel thing. I'm not saying like everyone in the world should do it. This is a maximum uh, a rule for society. But Powerhouse Hobbs it seems to me turned on him in the moment because Ricky Stark said, I fell, I failed. I've, I've done it before and I'm going to do it again, but that's okay. And that's the trigger for power. Like, Hobbs to be like, like that ain't okay. Motherfucker. Just yeah. Oh, so it kind of makes you think power as Hobbs, maybe a lunatic, right? <laughs> maybe a bit of a, uh, a schizo. If yeah. that's just going to set him off for a friend that he had for the last two years. He also mentions, hey, I break backs. I also break necks, Ricky, so watch out. And then Cutie and the Factory, I got something for you too. So what do you think is in store for the Factory? What do you think is in store for Ricky Starks? How is Powerhouse Hobbs? What what, what do you think about this kind of blend of the three uh, talents here? Yeah, so, I mean powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks is a no-brainer right we've got to get that but I I understand if we don't go right away to that what powerhouse Hobbs is doing with the factory is the one that maybe confuses me a little bit because we all like when the factory gets beat up right but I thought we're Mm -hmm. supposed to not like Hobbs right now right I yes I I 100 the only thing I can think is that powerhouse Hobbs again being a schizo maybe maybe that's an element of his character that we're going to learn about is going to be mad at the factory for even approaching Ricky Starks after powerhouse Hobbs turned on him like looking at Ricky or looking at the factory and saying don't approach him me and him have business you're getting involved you don't do that when I have an issue with someone I have the issue I don't need your help and I don't need you helping him so get out of this. Maybe that's the angle that they take. As I mentioned earlier, the triple threat option, I think is still there kind of in all all out matches because if powerhouse Hobbs, you want to look strong and be the man, Ricky Starks, you also want to have be strong and, you know, look like he's got a top baby face. Someone has to take the pin. 
we'll throw cutie in the factory in there they'll lose the match and then we move on i don't know that's not that appealing to me but i think maybe the factory is a stall tactic so that ricky starks and powerhouse hobbs powerhouse hobbs don't touch until all out and then we get the match at all out that's that's my only guess there yeah you're probably right all right, so now let's get into in-ring action here. We get an introduction of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat as the special guest timekeeper. And then here we go. We get the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, taking on Red Death, the Dragon Slayer, Daniel Garcia, in a two-out-of-three falls match. And this was incredible. This was really, really good. I thought this was... I I link this match in my mind to John Moxler Willer Yuta, where the yeah. top guy's gonna win, but when we're done with this, the guy that lost, he's our guy now. This is yeah. our top guy. You know what I mean? So what did you think about this match? I, I thought this was good. And AEW has never shied away from long matches on, on like a dynamite that go over a course of a couple commercial breaks. Um that was a bit of a theme. Even on the WWE started to noticeably do that more now uh, due to whatever's going on over there. And more on that later with hashtag tweet the table. But um, so I I think I, I like that imbalance, right? Like I don't want every match to be a 20-minute barn burner of, of four commercial breaks. But with these two guys, I mean, you can't lose. I mean, we've talked AW up over the years about not doing the like – Oh, we're going to run this match back again. But sometimes, sometimes you run that match back, right? And and they have never overdone it. And, and I appreciated it here because you're right. This one might have been the best one yet so far. Yeah. And I also thought it was interesting that the first person to get the victory, because they both came in fresh, right, was Daniel Garcia getting that sleeper on Brian Danielson. So if you think about it, if you take a step back, Daniel Garcia beat Brian Danielson back to back. I know we have two more falls here out of the two out of three falls, but if you take this match as a standalone and then the match previous where he made him go unconscious back to back losses straight, two straight victories over him. Yeah. So that's pretty impressive. And then now spoiler alert, you know, we'll move ahead a little bit. Uh, Brian Danielson gets two victories on Daniel Garcia to then win the two out of three falls match. So taking back a step and looking at it from a micro, we're tied two two. Yeah. You could look at it and say, Hey, we got to do another one. Cause we're tied two two. Uh, yeah. Why not? Why not? So after the match, uh, Brian Danielson says like, that was great. You're the man crowds going crazy. They're saying, this is awesome. Chris Jericho, who was on commentary walks down and I was like, well, this is a great opportunity to punch Brian Danielson in the neck because I don't like this fucking guy. Wop! And he does that. And he yeah. starts kicking him in the gut. And and Daniel Garcia grabs him and throws him to the side. It's like, stop! No, no, don't no. Do that, motherfucker. Like... And now Chris Jericho looks at, at Daniel Garcia and is like, hey, I know you've said this was your favorite pro wrestler, but like moving forward, is this your guy? And Daniel Garcia had a you know, a crisis of conscience here. Cause he's looking back and forth and, and is saying, you know, Chris Jericho did all these things for me. That's why he's in the JAS. But Brian Danielson's my, my favorite and I liked him. And yeah. we just fought and I like him now. 
So where does where does Daniel Garcia go from hey, here? Hey, listen, all respect to Wheeler Yuta, the correct person for the role of underling in the Blackpool Combat Club, as they call it, was Daniel Garcia. That should have been the call. Um, I think he should be there, but now I'm worried that group's going to be too big and you kind of can't go there now. Um, or, I'm you know, ho- I don't know, maybe they kick out fucking Cesaro or whatever his name is, right? Claudio, right? Well, what I'm hoping for is almost a tiered structure of the Blackpool Combat Club where William Regal is the godfather, you know, the, 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 um, what was it? Shredder, right? Was it Shredder? That was uh, the Splinter. Splinter. Yeah. Splinter of the Ninja Turtles, right? You know how many nerds you just made mad online? Yeah, whatever. The the little, the little rat guy. Um, but then underneath that, the rat, the fucking Hugh Hefner robe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the old, the old rat, you know, that lived underneath a, a manhole or whatever it was. But then <sighs> underneath I've had some ma- rats under my brain hole, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm fucking saying. Mm-hmm. College was rough for you. Uh so then mm-hmm. what yeah. I'm thinking is that the Night second school. tier, right? So William Regal is at that top tier. The second tier is going to be Claudio, Brian Danielson, John Moxley. And then maybe this is where they're gonna go. This is what my first thought is, is that Moxley has Yuda. Danielson has Garcia, and then eventually Claudio is going to find someone in Ring of Honor, they and that's going to be his. Yeah, they each get a pupil, and they say like, "This is how we train the future." And in time, if you do this, you could have some conflicts within the group. Claudio thinks that Moxley is doing too much death match stuff. That's not the future of wrestling. Then they oh, kind of collide. You know, look at you. That's what Coming I think should happen. Great solutions. That's what I would do. Hire Tom. And then you could even have a revolt of saying the, the, the students think that the teachers are out of touch. And so then it's Garcia, Yuda and Lee Moriarty, right. Join and say like, these fucking old guys are out of touch. We're going to kick their ass. And then there you go that way. And then William Regal has to step in. You know what I mean? Cause, cause as much as I like the JAS, the Sammy Guevara 2.0 guys are a good fit. Hager, not, but Hager's know, not fine. a good fit in life. Right. Yeah. And and Anna J is proving to be <laughs> Hager's not Hager's not a good fit for, you know, much yeah. of society. Yeah. Um yeah, even Jan- Anna J A S, right, is fitting in with that. But let's get Daniel Garcia over. If if he's got to be in a faction, we've got to like kind of groom him into like the promos and stuff. Blackpool Combat Club all the way. Way fits his character so much better. And just for all appearances, right? For all the mm-hmm. eye tests, that's where he belongs. Yeah. And so the the crowd is chanting, you're a wrestler, right? Because it's sports entertainer versus yeah, wrestling, you know? Fun. They're Love chanting, it. you're a wrestler, which is great. And then later on in the show, Jericho has a backstage promo where he says, next week, Daniel Garcia, you got you to gotta tell us where your allegiance lies. Is it with us or is it with them? So next week, we're going to get a... Uh, uh, we're gonna get a decision one way or the other, so I'm interested. I could even Batista see though, moment. He could get his Batista moment, or he could do another swerve. And it was like, you thought I was leaving Jericho? Jericho's the greatest of all yeah, time, like, and then he's doubling the best down. Sports entertainer, and I, yeah, yeah. I mean, which hey, why not? Down. Let's go with that too. Fuck it. 
Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't hate either. Garcia is firing on all cylinders right now. He's doing great, doing awesome. And also in that backstage promo that Jericho's cutting, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat comes back in, and uh, he's saying, "Hey, I haven't liked you for fifteen years." And Garcia seems like he has the future in the palm of his hand. And if he's going to learn from anyone, it should be Danielson, not you. And Jericho's like, I hated you too. But then Cool Hand Luke is like, hey, I'm going to fucking mess with the old guy. Yeah. And Ricky the Dragon Steamboat gives him a good old how's your father to the chest. And get the hell out of here. Cool Hand Luke sells it like he just got shot and then goes off camera. I did like give that. Him, how's your father to the chest, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He's like, yeah, because there was no follow up to it, right? It was he just almost a, said, how's your father? <laughs> how's your father, you know? Uh, one thing that I did want to point out, and I saw it on Twitter. I think it was from uh, RJ City, which if you're not following RJ City on Twitter, definitely do so. But during this two hour And follow us at Table Show. And follow us because we live tweet as well. But uh, he pointed out that during this two out of three falls match, there was a uh, exposed uh, concrete DDT in front of Ricky, the dragon steamboat. And he alluded to doing that spot in front of Ricky, the dragon steamboat is like doing a drive by in front of Jackie. O. <laughs> I thought that was a very funny line. I think that's a great thing. Yep. I think that's a great mm-hmm. funny line. Credit yeah. to RJ city. Check out. Hey, EW on, on YouTube as well. That's a funny series that you should definitely give your time to. Uh, RJ City's awesome. Maybe we can get him on the show. RJ City, if you're watching, if you're listening, uh, we'd love to talk to you. We'll drink coffee in our underwear like you do with uh, wrestlers. Do it with the podcast. Do that already. We'll do yeah, we do it I all the time. Do that already. I'll it's throw on underwear on channel. for this. There you go. There you right? go. Of course. Yeah. Uh, so now let's shame. get back into it. No shame. No shame at no all. Shame. There's just sensors. That's the only thing you got to worry about. Yeah. All right, now I want to get into somewhat of a rushed segment, in my opinion, but it was still fun. We get the Ass Boys versus the Varsity Blondes. And quick start, it's done before you can even sit down. Ass Boys just run through the Varsity and Blondes, get the victory. Straight up shitting on the Varsity Blondes. Here, Good. Right? Yes, They're I, a yes, miserable but... <laughs> team. Yes, yeah. I have no idea anything about the two of them, right? I've I've seen some things on Twitter about Brian Pillman Jr. that a I don't agree with, whatever. Griff Garrison don't know anything about him. Nothing. He looks like he would be a pro wrestler, so I like that he's in AEW, right? But I've as I've looks said, like Jungle Boy of, stunt double. Well, he looks like he loved his junior year of high school. Like grow up. I don't under varsity blonde. Who cares? What do you, what do you still go? You got, you can't go on dynamite next week. Cause prom is happening. Yeah, like, Unilaterally we hate in America. Everybody hates the person not in high school wearing their high school letter jacket. And that's what this gimmick is. And so it shouldn't be baby face. I would like it. If it was that, if yes. it was the scumbag, we always have seen that when yeah. you're at your senior prom, there's some guy named Ramon who graduated three years ago, who's still showing up to prom. And you're like, dude, yeah. didn't you graduate? If there was like, a more conceited, aggressively obnoxious Al Bundy for an old guy reference, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, and I thought they had a chance too, because Julia Hart, I don't know her age, but she could have played in high school. 
now again now you're playing with a little bit too series of tones because they could have been groominer right like that would have been fun like I, push the envelope hey I, I don't know maybe fun isn't the right word <laughs> well i'm saying interesting interesting it's interesting <laughs> wwe's going to tv 14 let's not forget that they all the shit they did with uh remember when they had uh one of the headbangers acting like he was banging his mom yep right? they tried that shit so oh, yeah. i'm not saying Vincent it's Stephanie. above well, yeah. So I'm not saying what I'm saying is it's not above pro wrestling to do this kind of shit. Oh, I'll talk to. There's a funny story about that that um, I'll tell you about later. Okay. But right. so anyway, yes. So the ass All right, show's win. over. Later. We'll see yeah. you guys later. <laughs> so the ass boys win. Billy Gunn comes in and he's like, "This is what I was telling you. This is the stuff that makes a great tag team. Like I'm proud of you guys. This is great." This has been the highlight of my career is yeah is running out with come, you fellas. Out comes Stokely Hathaway, and he's just wide-eyed and smiling. And Billy Gunn's like, what? Who is this guy? Is this dork? And then uh, Fat Ass Boy goes to hit Billy ass Gunn in the back. Kinda, yeah, Ass Boy when he kind of trips. Did you catch that? He oh, yeah. tripped a little bit. Oh, yeah, they all okay. missed their spots. They all, yeah. yeah. But then they hit him, and then they're hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. And Stokely Hathaway is like, this is great. I yeah, love, love this. Love all of this. And then you hear the music. It's the acclaimed. They come down. They chase off the ass boys. They run into the crowd. And then we get it. Scissor me, daddy-o. Yeah. And we get, the, we get them back together. Billy yes. got in the acclaimed. And this is going to be so fun. I mean, we've been asking for this, right? And we're going to get... So, here's the thing, right? Like... I've said the gun club should not be the gun club. They should be the ass boys. But now I think e either name is not good if they're trying to distance themselves from. Well, here's the perfect opportunity. Because if they're going to be with Stokely Hathaway, Stokely Hathaway is the marketing genius. He could say from this day forward, they will go by, you know, fill in the blank, whatever that new name is. So this is the best opportunity for them to get away from Billy Gunn in both instances right both as a comedy act and as or, a serious act. i almost like yeah the thing is like the ass boys when you pull that trigger it's going to be a face run because like we're yeah. going to want to cheer that yeah so yeah. save that for down the road once this stokely hathaway thing runs its course that's when we have that in our back pocket then we could say billy gunn they, they hey. get back together they're the yeah, ass hey. boys and the and ass then the man. acclaim comes down and they do it and now we're all they, back yeah they give them their for, seal of approval with the scissors yep and then we do a you know uh, the reunion uh, ass boys yeah the reunion tour here's what i was thinking that they should call themselves once they do this they should do this now but then once the ass boys come back into the fold they should do this for sure but right now moving forward with billy gunn and the acclaimed it's kind of weird to just say billy gunn and the acclaimed are walking into the ring right because again billy gunn's going to wrestle a handful of times he's not done He's jacked. He he has aggression. He needs to get it out. He will, right? So you call him the Scissor Club. I'd call him the Scissor Club and just have scissor shirts and sell scissors, not like real scissors, but like scissor uh, merchandise at the at the arena. Yeah, that's where you got to go with Scissor Club. Fuck Bullet Club. Bullet Club kills people. Scissor Club brings people together. Watch how scissors work. They bring them together. <laughs> Who doesn't love scissors? Wait, scissors, by definition, split things. They don't bring not them together. By you can't. No, not by themselves. Look, it's two individuals. The scissors come together, but they no. cut things in half. So if you're in the scissor club, you're in the no. scissors. 
it. And then they fit together. Mm-mm. Who knows? Look how they fit. I, I understand fit. how they fit, but I think maybe you're misunderstanding them. <laughs> I love it. Love but it. they're just talking about scissors, right? Yeah, it's scissors. It's an elementary school utensil. Right. Not utensil, uh, but it's an elementary right. school uh uh, yeah. Object that they use from right. an early age. You to cut my letters open sometimes. Oh, right? to make crafts. Yeah, that's why I'm in the Scissor Club, and that's what you would say. Right. Oh, the Scissor Gun Craft Club. That would be <laughs> so much fun. Okay, that's a little out there. I think we <laughs> no, <laughs> have meet and greets. You bring your scissors, and you can make. <laughs> It's not gonna. Get, we're not gonna get through the metal detectors. This isn't gonna. No, work. <laughs> no. What I'm saying is, you go through, and mm. instead of the meet and greet, you sit down with the scissor club, and you get to cut out your own pair of scissors yeah. for that night. It's a great idea. Your own signs. But I think they'll probably stick with the acclaimed. Nah, I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> so here's the other side of the coin, though. Uh, the Gun Club, the Ass Boys, whatever you want to call them. Uh. Now there was Stokely Hathaway. You also have Ethan Page. You also have Lee Moriarty. What do you make of this group? I mean, good. None of these people, I think, are doing anything individually that is going to be a whole lot worse off if they go with Stokely Hathaway, right? Like, I just don't. Jury's out on whether or not. I mean, Stokely Hathaway's good, mm-hmm. but. I mean, what spot on the show are we going to get with these guys that he's guiding around, you know? Right. I don't think, obviously, I don't think they're going to go into the uh, Blackpool Combat Club spot. They're not going to be elevated to that. But I feel they're going to get their rhythm. They're going to get their identity formed on Elevation, Dark. Yeah rampage well just maybe the, a dynamite the more groupings we have we discussed this uh last week and i'm thinking i'm thinking of doing a deeper dive video on on one of these but uh more high school drama in pro wrestling yeah and one part of pro wrestling is no pun intended here clicks right clicks and how they work with each other and the the personal relationship drama that falls in and out of group clicks when we're all in this communal space, right? And mm-hmm. so the more of these that we can have, the better opportunities we'll have to have those moments of storytelling. So I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, Stokely Hathaway is is great in his role. Like, he, he comes out, he's got a punchable face. You don't want to like him, but he's right a lot of the time. So you're like, ah, fuck this guy, right? <laughs> like, I, I, I love him. I think he speaks well for these people. It's very good. It's very good. Well, and on Twitter, immediately after this segment, he tweeted out, uh, I am the ass man. Thought that was interesting. Mm. A little shot yeah, at Billy Gunn. Yeah, but the acclaim with Billy Gunn is going to be, ah, it's going to be perfect. It's going to be everything that the club. ass boys weren't, right? What we yes. wanted the ass boys to become, the acclaimed already yeah. are. So this yep. is going to be a great fit. This is the scissor club. Let's do it. Yeah, you, you um, keep trying to push that. It might catch on. I hope so. Yeah, my You're going to see Make a t-shirt. A when that t-shirt happens, Make a I'm going to buy you one, and you're going to wear it on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Episode All right, so back from commercial, uh, Death Triangle calls out United Empire, and this is standard, hey, Will Ospreay. Hawk heard that uh, you were saying you're the best from England. He disagrees. Uh, we're going to wrestle. That's fine. Yeah. 
Then we get back into the Let's ring. Kick each other in the face over it. Of course. Yeah. Then we get back into the ring and Jungle Boy Jack Perry makes his entrance. And he gets on the mic and he said he wore a shirt that got him in trouble. <laughs> Which is Christian fun to hear. is a is a pussy, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's fun now, to hear because I I, I kind of wondered when I saw the shirt, I was like, uh, you didn't get that cleared beforehand. There's no way they were like, yeah, just go out on national TV. Yeah. With with the word pussy on your chest. <laughs> so Jungle Boy is out here saying, hey, I've tried to get my hands on this guy and take him out. I've tried to punch him and tried to kick him, tried to run him over with the car. Yep. And we all cheered that for some reason. Because <laughs> murder is That's great. the face thing to do. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. And so he says, uh, Christian you're a and he about he's about to say pussy again but then christian cage walks out and christian cage does a complete 180 and is like hey what's going on i think we're all like we moved past the hey, point on, of no return luchasaurus is suspended that's not good and like we've said some things obviously you said a lot of hurtful things about me jungle boy uh you know you crossed the line a couple of times maybe i did once uh, but I yeah. want to bury the hatchet. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. The, yeah. the hypocrisy uh -huh. in the entire pro. Oh, he's the best. Perfect. Yeah. Like that, yeah. those little subtleties of Christian are great, right? Like when he's yeah. like, he brought family to this. That's something I would never do. And like <laughs> this one, when he's like, you cross the line a bunch of times. Like I did yeah. once. Like it's all, it's all okay. <laughs> yeah. So I then he it. says, Christian hey, is one of Jack, my top 10 favorites of all time. Love him. He's great. I love him. But then, so now he says, hey, Jack, he calls him Jack. He says, Let's, let's hug this out. Let, let's come on. Yeah. And Jungle Boy starts to really consider it. He's kind of looking around, doing the pro wrestling thing. Should I, you know, doing that yeah. 1980s Hulk Hogan thing, you know? What do you guys say over here on this side of the building? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. And so he goes in for a hug, but Psych does a double leg and he's punching him. He's punching him. He's punching him. He's punching him. Christian goes out to the outside and then gives him a Kansas City comp punt right to the dick. And then goes, I hated you. I hated you. Hold on, hold on. This is a Kansas up. City cunt punt right to the dick. Of course. Yeah. Uh, no, that's yeah. right. Where else would yeah. you? Yeah. Where else <laughs> yeah. would you do this? Yeah. Where, is, where else would you punt a cunt if not in the dick? Duh. And so then Christian, you know, the real Christian comes out and he's like, I hated you. And he's punching him. He's punching him. He's punching him. But then Jungle Boy uh, returns the favor and he gets the upper hand. And he's throwing his head into the stairs, and then eventually uh, security breaks it up. So it looks like at All Out, we're going to get Christian Cage versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Uh, what do you think about this matchup that will probably happen at the picture? I'm excited for that because we're going to get something with Luchasaurus, and we're going to find out you know, why he's still wearing the black. Um, mm -hmm. I'm really weighing... The idea of naming this episode, where else would you punt a cunt? <laughs> Maybe we'll figure that out later. But the dick. Where <laughs> else would you punt the cunt? But the dick. But the dick. Right? That's a long title, but man. It's worth it. <laughs> or if that'll it? fit in everybody's screen. All right. Yeah. So, uh, by the way, subscribe to the podcast, you fucks. Um, Easy. <laughs> Easy. You fans? Yeah, Sorry, fans? wrong F word. I get yeah. confused sometimes, right? All right, so let's get back into it here. All right, so, um, yes, Christian, Jungle Boy, I mean, this was, this was going to come to a head where else but all out. This is one of their biggest, like, crowd enthusiastic stories that they've had 
ever, if not, you know, in, in recent memory. Um, so yeah, this is, has to happen at all out. And I like that it, it might not end at all out. I know. I think yeah. we're going to get Luchasaurus jungle boy. Out, we might out even get Marco stunt. I mean, we might. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be fun. Uh, all right. So then back from commercial FTR and Wardlow cut a promo and they are like, Hey, Jay lethal and the rest of you guys will kick your ass. And then one thing that was interesting is they're saying like, of course we're together. We're the pinnacle. Yeah. And who started the pinnacle? MJF. MJF. Wardlow yeah. looking like he sells insurance on the side over there. Oh, <laughs> I know, right? He looks like he's a part-time bouncer at a club yeah, that no one goes to. He's like a, or he's like studying to become a real estate agent. Yeah, or or he's uh, he's it's his first week at a car dealership. The best part of that is like he's dressed. No differently than I'm dressed right now. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, yeah. No. Uh, so, but but like- but in my defense, does Wardlow have a podcast? <laughs> I bet you it's called Wardlow's World. If he does, yeah, the War Dog Cast. No, it's Wardlow's World. Wardlow's right? World. He's trying to get that over. So here's, I think, where the payoff comes, is we're going to get this six-man tag. It looks like, again, all roads are leading to all out. I said I thought the payoff should be Wardlow, Powerbombs, Statnam Singh. Now I'll present that to you. Do you think that happens at all out? I mean, he said, I don't give a shit how tall you are. Everybody gets powerbombed. Yeah, I think we get that at all out. And I'm here for it. I'm excited. Uh, Because we're going to be there because... We're ballers. Well, we want to do this for the Spanish announce table listeners and viewers, because we want to give you a better experience, a firsthand experience from our, uh, our fun and adventures in Chicago. So that's what we're doing for you is we're going on your behalf to AEW all out. You're welcome. One of the quietly better parts of this whole thing too, is that Sanjay is continuing to be mad about losing his pencil. Like enraged over losing the pencil, which is great. I hope, I hope that's a spot. Yeah, I hope Wardlow like pulls breaks it out the pencil and breaks it in front of him. Yeah, that spits so it at him. <laughs> well, Tim, as we get back into AEW Dynamite, you know what time it is because it's right before the main event. It's the women's match. <laughs> We need a graphic. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what we need. The women's (laughs) match. Because here we go. We get Kylan King. Nailed it. uh, Taking on Tony Storm. And this was paint by numbers. Nothing bad about it. Very good match. Tony Storm wins with her booty bomb. Uh, I think she should call it Sweet Cheek Music. Yes. Sweet Cheek Music. I think think that's what you got to call it. It's so because if fun. she fired up the band, right, well, she smacks her ass. Yeah, so, so she should she, like fire the yeah. band. Wham! Well, Sweet boom. cheek music. And it's Sean devastating. would sign off on that a million percent. A million. He percent. would giggle. And it looks devastating. It's not like it's the people's elbow, which is kind of like silly. I mean, you know, everything in wrestling silly, but this looks like it actually hurts. So I think sweet cheek music is what you need to call it. We'll see if it happens. But 
uh tony storm wins the match thunder rose is back there she doesn't look too enthusiastic she's like okay well i guess she did win she's my friend maybe i don't know and then it's announced at all out tony storm thunder rosa we got three weeks hopefully we tell a story here yeah i think their story is we're a tag team right but like this has to come to a head and i just uh when you tell that story and you better deliver on this match right and i don't doubt that they can or will. oh i think yeah i think they're gonna have a very good match the match itself again 2022 most wrestlers on tv are gonna give you a good match yeah. they're uh, other than probably satnam singh yeah. and great Kali. And, well, but, and that's why I say you, you better deliver on this match, not because you built up any hype, but because you didn't. And so, like, you better yeah. give me the results of the match because I know you can. So you better make it one where I go like, geez, I don't even think they would try that. So here's the elephant in the room, though, with this potentially. If you recall, the last time we saw Thunderstorm as a tag team, they lost. Yeah. And they lost to Jamie Hayter and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. All the fires on Jamie Hader right now, by the way, like that's right. That's where we need to be. And so that's where I think, again, you tell the story, a four way match, not a fatal four way, because no one's going to die, but a four way match, Jamie Jamie Hader, Britt Baker, Tony Storm, (laughs) Thunder Rosa. And this is your opportunity to say Jamie Hader is the leader of this next revolution of women's wrestling in AEW. This is where you could do it. But do you think? You know, those two don't have a dance partner right now at all out. Yeah. So do you think they get added to this or what's Dude, their I hope so. And I would run with the Jamie Hater thing. And like, I mean, she's she's calling her fans my haters, right? Like you gotta what are you, a hater? Like be a hater. Yeah. Uh just right, she have shirts, right? Like Oh, I would buy that a like, million percent. Like a hater club, right? Like one million to a phd meaning. right? Like I mean she could just th- so much and the crowd is eating out of the palm of her hands right now. Um and Haterade. Yeah, Haterade. All yeah. kinds of stuff, right? Anything you've ever done with that ready-made term of hater gets applied to Jamie Hater and already has that crowd behind her. Uh I mean, I wouldn't hate it if you told me that. Because again, I think like the Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa match is going to be good. But like it would probably be better. With Jamie Hayter and, and Britt Baker. Yes. I hope that's what we get. Right now, again, I don't hate anything about the one-on-one matchup between the two because I feel like real feelings will come out as we lead into All Out. But let's give it some more juice. Let's give it some more personality. Let's give it some more promo ability. Britt Baker can do that in spades. So that's what I would hope for. But now let's get into it. Here it is, the main event of your AEW Dynamite Game of Thrones themed whatever. Uh, side note, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? Not a single episode. And you know what? I'm happy and proud of that. <laughs> so I tried. I actually tried. Okay. My wife was like, sorry. hey. She, well, she said, I keep hearing about uh, Game of Thrones. It's supposed I feel to be like intricate. A, it's supposed to have a lot of you know right. plot lines, a lot of twists and, and turns. And she said... I want to give it a chance. And I was like, "M, you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll sit there with you and I'll do it. Yep. Right. She's watched enough wrestling with you. You of, of course. Right. Yeah. She yeah. watched this tonight. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Right. So 
I think it's three scenes in, four scenes in, uh, there's incest. And yeah. this isn't an actual story. Like, we don't have to have that. That's yeah. just made up. Someone in their brain made up incest. And now I mentioned, oh, that's my ticket to go. Mm-hmm. And so I said, I'm not doing this. And she's like, why? I was like, there's incest that didn't happen. Like, it's not real. So why did we make that up? Just make them neighbors. <laughs> yeah. Like, why are we? You know what I mean? It's weird that you thought, you know, it'd be interesting. Incest. So I'm not down with that story. So I was out. So anyhow, Game of Thrones, out of here. But yep. some people love it. This is as close uh, as I've gotten. Yeah, that's it right there. I'm just, uh, that was enough for me. It, it, here, Here's my uh, rule of thumb in any show or entertainment that I will consume. Book, TV, podcast, whatever. If it did not actually happen and you're not retelling a story of actual facts, and there is fictitious incest, I'm done. I'm out. That's stupid. Why did you make that up? It's horrible. Idiots. Okay, so let's get back into AW Dynamite. Yeah. We get Andrade, Dragon Lee, Rush. I'm not going to attempt to say their faction name. It's too hard for me. I don't speak Spanish. Uh, Le Faction. And we don't Gamble. speak Spanish here on the Span- what is this? Spanish dance table. Hey, we're the table. That's another thing. Let's go to another side quest here. We're not the Spanish announcers. Yeah, we're not the Spanish announce team. Yeah, we're the table. Right. I know I, the problem is the logo has two guys sitting behind the table. Because that's what happens at the table. Two yeah, guys sit there. Yeah. It's not us. Yeah. That's not us. I don't look like that. You don't look like that. Yeah, we're, we're the, the Spanish announce table. table. We're not the Spanish announce team. We yeah. are the Spanish announce table i mean you the are table correct that gets right full right. destruction in the late 90s early 2000s <laughs> right doesn't happen too much anymore yeah. but it's the we're the table right i feel like we should be on botchmania now i am the table but anyhow, <laughs> um so we get andrade dragon lee and rush roosh taking on the elite what is it the elite because the first it's the young bucks and they come out they do their thing. And then Brandon they hand Cutler. a note. Brandon Cutler's there, but then they're like, nah, it's not him. Then Brandon Cutler hands a note to uh, the worst ring announcer in wrestling. Justin Roberts. There he is. And he does his shtick. North Carolina. Right. And here comes Kenny Omega. I want your feedback on this, though. Kenny Omega comes back. Don Callis is still with him. Michael, what's his last name? Nakazawa? Yes. Is still with him. Nailed it. Yeah. So are we getting babyface Kenny Omega? Because Don Callis is still a horrible person. And Nakazawa is still a doofus. Yeah, but I don't think so. Because, I mean, so not to spoil it, but you flash forward. They do some heel shit at the end. Or rather, Kenny Omega does, right? And... They, they ripped the guy's mask off. No, no, they... no, no, no. That's what happened. Andrade and Roosh does that to oh, Dragon that's right. Lee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was on. All right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we get a good match. Interesting note. Another side note. Kenny Omega pulled a sting and wrestled in a t-shirt all night long. Thought that was interesting. Right? He's got that shoulder thing. Maybe it's like for that. It's I mean, for the brace. On. Maybe the brace rashes him. 
I mean, yeah, I thought this was a little anticlimactic. The the thing, the return of Kenny Omega, I thought would have a, I, like the crowd was behind it, and the, like the slow roll of figuring out what Justin Roberts was doing, and yeah. here he is, oh my god! But like, I would have thought we would have got some words from Kenny Omega, or we would have got a little more anticipation, right? It was a bit of a like, oh, okay, it's Kenny Omega. Versus I thought that would have been a, like, lights are out, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, or, or huge surprise kind of a thing. I thought it was a bit odd that we just kind of went, and now. Well, I thought it was interesting that it's the first round of this trios tournament. I thought you could have told maybe a little bit more interesting of a story that the Young Bucks have Brandon Cutler for the first two rounds, but they keep winning each round, each match by the skin of their teeth you know it's all these just like colors making a the, few missteps and they but they barely exactly. like save the barely schoolboy get the one they're just three. like jesus christ brandon god cutler you know you you almost cost us another one and then cutler gets hurt in the in the last match before the finals doing something by his stupid. own something stupid right he runs into yeah. the ring post yeah trips on the bottom rope blows out his knee you know but then they get the win and then you go into all out and the young bucks are like, well, f- who do we, who do we, and then I would put, this is where AEW could benefit, even though it's a tired trope, but it hasn't been used from AEW. But someone in an Adam Pierce official role, I think would be beneficial for things like that, where you could say the young bucks are looking around. Oh my God, what do we do? And then they can go to someone and say like, Hey, Cutler's hurt. He has a blown out knee. We need a third person. Will you allow us to bring in someone else? And then that authority figure says, yes, whoever you can find tonight, that's who you get. And then Kenny Omega comes out at the pay-per-view and they become the trios champions at the pay-per-view. But for them to just be like, it's the first round because they're going to wrestle a second match and that's not going to be a special I think you should have crowned him the champ in the trios championship on his return. Right. And then now we get the, now we get the promo with the gold and the, you know, all the shit, you know what I'm saying? I would have done it that way, but what do I know? I'm not Tony Khan. Um, so yeah, as we mentioned at the very end, Andrade and Roosh uh, beat up Dragon Lee and take his mask off. Yeah. And so I talked to you about this before we went live, but yeah, doesn't this make sense? The last time I saw Dragon Lee, he was wrestling one-on-one at a Ring of Honor pay-per-view against Roosh. So, and I know they're brothers, but apparently that would indicate to me, maybe they don't like each other. So after they lose a, you know, a highly contested uh, three-man match here, Rouge would be like, you're the stupid brother and beat him up. And Andrade, he says, yeah, I'm with Rouge. Yeah, you know, that's where my allegiance. Yeah, fuck that guy. And so why would anyone be shocked? And then it happened with like two seconds left and Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks are like, hey, and they're kind of walking to the ring and then they just go to the fade to black. Go to. Yeah, I thought the ending was a bit. Clunky. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know where we go. I mean, it feels like where we go isn't the heights of where i thought we would take the kenny omega return basically yeah because we're gonna get a second round match 
And what do we do there? It's not going to be the return of Kenny Omega again. You know, yeah. like, so there, he's just going to be walking out with the Young Bucks this time around. So, yeah, the Young Bucks were like, we were getting this like sympathy face turn for them. But now and they're going to be hanging out with are. Don Callis. That's the interesting part. I thought Kenny Omega was going to be walking out by himself and I'm Kenny Omega. Yeah, but he the brought the whole band. The baby faces, but he, yeah, he brought, which is still interesting. If you wanted to go down this road where, as you said, the young bucks going to start hanging out with Don Callis. Cause the last time they did Don Callis was slowly getting them to go to the dark side. The young bucks mentioned last week to Hangman, Hey, the best time we had was with you when we're all having fun, just hanging out. Do they start to say, what the, maybe Kenny isn't for us. And Hangman comes back so, into the picture. So this is where Hangman maybe sees them hanging out with Don Callis and the thing. And he's like, hey, 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 guys, what? I thought you were done. And now he feels like he's got to save him. But his allegiance is to the Dark Order. But they see him and they're like, no, man, you should take care of your friend or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and like, they're kind of like, it's fine. It's cool. You but know, it's not maybe fine. it's not cool. Right. Yeah. High school, High school drama. drama. <laughs> yes. So that's AEW Dynamite. I thought this was a good one. I thought my favorite part was the chaos that John Moxley uh, created by just taking out Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling and just going to the ring and saying, "We're doing this." Because as we've mentioned before, we think wrestling is at its best when it's bumping into each other when the traveling circus is having the lion look at the elephant the elephant stomping on the bird you know and all that stuff high school drama kind of stuff right so if john moxley and cm punk legitimately are still not liking each other and wanting to fight it would make sense that john moxley the lunatic fringe would just be like this stupid guy get him out i'm we're fighting here's the other interesting note i said on my personal twitter account can't wait i get to see moxley and punk at all out unifying the titles well slap my kneecaps and call me calvin that ain't gonna happen because next week they're doing the match there what do you think about the title unification next week on dynamite uh, i mean yeah that's it's a shocker right that we're getting that yeah the dynamite um i mean yeah. So Kata on our Twitter replied to that. I said, what the hell? They're doing the title unification next week on Dynamite. And he replied saying, do you think it might be a time limit draw? They've mm. relied on that from time to time when they book themselves into a corner. They need a big pop, but they don't want someone to look bad. So, hey, it's a it's a yeah, that would make sense because I would think that's happening at all out ultimately. Right. I, who knows AEW? here's the this is still the most interesting part for me with AEW. is they're still so young that they haven't established patterns except for that the women go before the main event but bef- other than that they haven't exta- uh, established patterns of a to b to c wwe has 60 plus years or whatever it's been where we know like oh okay so they're gonna do this to this and that's the champion moving for right but AEW, it's such a throw it on the wall, see what sticks. They could have Punk. Oh, they could have Punk win next week. 
he starts talking shit because he kept saying, I'm the number one guy. Hangman's not on my level because he's been number two. Moxley's always been number three. Eddie uh, wasn't even the best Eddie I ever wrestled. He gets to Chicago. Who's here for me? All you schmucks. And he gets Chicago to kind of turn a little bit of side eye on him. And then we get MJF. Because isn't that the biggest match they can make? As much as we love John Moxley, and all credit to John Moxley, he is the heart and soul. All the compliments I can think of go to him. But the biggest match is running it back for the title between heel CM Punk and Babyface MJF. Surprise match announced during the show. Who, man, I would love it being there as we're going to be. Open challenge because we're ballers um oh my god yeah what if he even announces that look i already beat moxley i'm and i beat all these other people i'm just gonna do an open challenge at all out (laughs) by the way god i hope if he does come out we change his music because mgf's music sounds like uh like the villain for inspector gadget it's miserable it's bad uh, it's one of the rare bad ones that AEW has. So I hope he has something different if it is that what, what happens. But possibly, right? That's a I Maybe. don't think that that's too far-fetched. It's no. not like thinking John Cena's going to walk out, right? That's never going to happen. But MJF walking out at All Out in Chicago, I mean, that'd John, be fun. I'm here for it. I hope that happens so bad. I want that to happen so bad so bad yeah this is fun i like how they're building all out we've got a few more weeks to get there um but it's exciting where they're heading and i thought dynamite was a good show um unless you've got anything else to wrap it up we can hit our tweet the tables we want you to join in on the conversation throughout the week not only live while we simul stream on youtube twitch twitter and spanishannouncetable.net uh you can chat live on that but you can also throughout the week just use hashtag tweet the table on twitter And we'll read them right here. Uh, And I've got a couple of those, Tom. Now, they're all about WWE. So that's why we saved them here for the end. Because we wanted to get through this great Dynamite review that we did. And to the the WWE's credit, I I think it's a little more clear there are some differences being made. As we've said, all that's going to take time and be slow. They're having longer matches. Promos feel a little less scripted, right? Right. We can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, uh, I, I am not praising the, the the powers that be for doing a 180 or anything. Right. But I think like they're, they're clearly like, hey, look, it's stupid. They can't say wrestler. Right. Let's get rid of that. It's stupid that they have to practice these lines. Let's get rid of that. Like, fine, right? Like, the easy stuff, they're knocking the low-hanging fruit off, which is fine. That's all anybody should really expect, honestly, at this point. But some folks wanted to talk about some things. And Before wanted, we do, yeah, can yeah. I just say one thing about WWE that I'm still struggling with? Because I've said on this podcast, mm-hmm. as long as Vince McMahon is in control, I'm not watching. Now, I have my faults. My Overton window shifts from time to time. Curiosity got the best of me at SummerSlam. I watched it because it was the first event for WWE under Triple H's creative control. So I wanted to see what it looked like. 
kind of paint by numbers, still the same kind of thing. No offense to anything, but yeah. let's be honest. I still have a hang up that the biggest shareholder of WWE is Vince McMahon. Yeah. And so it makes me mad that, okay, so creatively, right? It's better. Let's just say it does. Let's say six months from now, it's hitting on all cylinders. The evil jerk off it's is still, still making the money yeah, still making the off money. of this. Mm-hmm. And that still makes me like, yeah, I don't like it now. Yeah as we've said in the past i have my hypocrisies here's an apple phone i don't like how it was made (laughs) you know what i mean so i'm not trying to say i'm this saint of you know decision making and all of that but it still gets under my skin a little bit that we're acting as if because the creative show content is now going to be different that the company's going to be different i just don't feel that way because the biggest shareholder is still Vince McMahon and his daughter, who makes out with him on TV, yeah, is in charge. Yeah, that's true. And Nick Khan. But yeah. Yeah. anyhow, so that's just my my little tangent yeah. for the week. Let's get into tweets. Yeah, things. but you know, in front of the curtain, you know, there are some creative uh, things yay! differently happening, and you know, some of the things are welcome to changes. Right? Some people are getting last names again. Right. Um, and there's talk of some people changing some characters up. And one of our good longtime friends of the podcast chimes in with a hashtag tweet the table about one of those. It's at the Iceman forever. He says, Iceman, by the way, look where you been, buddy. Miss the Iceman. He's out. Well, he's out there winning championships. He is you out there winning there? championships. He's double champ. He's got, doing all yeah, this stuff. Got a couple belts strapped to his ass every time I see him. I tell you what, out there kicking ass I guess, I guess that makes sense i guess when you're out there to see it. being a champion sometimes you don't have time you know what i mean to be chiming it makes in on sense. The hey, makes we're sense. just a little guy in his it makes world sense. i understand sense. but we it love him make sense. but we love him uh, but we do love the ice man at the ice man forever says i'd really like to see nikki ash go back to psycho nikki hashtag tweet the table yes yeah apparently reading the twitter dirt sheet reports yada 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 yada, all that stuff you know the the superhero thing was her idea yeah right so that's what she pushed for and so they did it maybe someone can say like hey your idea was fun to try but exactly i wanted to be blonde in high school but that would have looked stupid with these eyebrows so i didn't do it she's did this it's not good go to something else Go to what works. Yeah, well, you'd, have to the blo- you'd have to die. No, it would be too. horrible. Yeah. I know I didn't do it. I thought about it, and people were like, "That's stupid," because there was good people around me. We didn't even frost maybe the that's tips. The... Maybe. No, <laughs> well, yeah, I got the grays everywhere. I've had these grays. Oh, that's since not I was frost 14. the tips. All right, I got you. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, grays. Um. They're frosted. Yeah, now tips. we're good. To, no. <laughs> They're not frosted. Who are you, Chuck? Why are we getting into this? <laughs> yeah, my grades are here, right? It's all yeah. yeah. Great. Side note. So let's get back into it. Mm-hmm. What I'm trying to say is, hey, you tried it. It didn't work. Let's get to something that's cool. Crazy Nikki was cool. We didn't get enough of it. Let's get that. Yeah. I, I agree. Ice I agree with that as well. Um, yeah, I think there's uh, dirt sheets again. Also, I've heard like <clears throat> the lady was her partner dewdrop has been like yo can we not do the dewdrop thing now <laughs> right like I, i'm here for those things right like i said low-hanging fruit let's get all that knocked out of the way and then start weaseling in some better storytelling right 
for that's still, sure. That's still not quite there yet, right? Uh, at Devil Vamp, regular of the show, says Rhonda might be the worst actress on the planet. Seriously, she is worse than an NXT recruit. Can someone please work on her mic skills and acting, please? Dear God, and I'm an atheist. Hashtag tweet the table. <laughs> I will say she's been playing this uh, up a little bit as far as doing heelish things in house shows that I've been mm. seeing. For example, there was a tag team match. She stomped on some girl's hand and then Raquel Rodriguez was on the apron. And so she stomps on her tag team partner's hand, Rodriguez, that is. And then Rhonda does the like back flex thing that Raquel does yeah. and like mocks her. And it's that's Rhonda Rousey. Yeah. She's a petty. Well, I saw one too where person. somebody said, like, I asked if we could take a picture, and she said no. And she just took my phone and took pictures of herself <laughs> and gave it back to her. So, yeah. like, yeah, well, I like too the, uh, she was like, Oh, last time I beat up a ref and I got fined, and she just dumped some money on the table, and she was like, "Fine, let's go." <laughs> right? Well, like, that's whoa. a Conor McGregor move, right? Mm-hmm. The or the or if you want to go even back farther, the Randy Moss move, right? That's where Straight Cash Homie came from. Well, Randy Moss, how are you going to pay for this fine? Straight Cash Homie, mm-hmm. like they don't care. It's yeah. all nonsense to them. So uh, I like that. This is where we need to bring Ronda because that is Ronda. Ronda. Ronda's not a nice person. She'll tell you that. I'm not trying to tell secrets here. She's a miserable jerk. Let's have her be that. I bet you she's yeah. cool when she is. That's what I would want. I don't know. Doesn't she think the world's flat too or some shit? Like, oh, so many conspiracies out there on that farm. Tinfoil hat city. I tell you that much. All of your MMA folks are. It's CTE City. That's yeah. why. Yeah. You think they're, right. they think they're yeah, thinking yeah. right when they get hit in the head all the time? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Why do you think wouldn't... so many pro wrestlers are the same? Right? Uh, we got all the same weirdos in this bunch, too. Bunch of, well, you know what makes sense is that the government's trying yeah, to reduce we, the population. We have a Jericho for every Rogan. Yeah, for every, yeah. Yeah, for, for every uh, you know, Dana White, we have a Chris Jericho. So, yeah. yeah. No, no no joke. All right, back to the Ice Man. He says, "Where's Robert Rude been?" Hashtag tweet the table and I don't know, catering? Who? Yeah. Glorious. Never heard of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My nickname in high school, but yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um yeah, I just don't know again. Look, we're not telling stories right now in WWE, so bring him back, you know, onto the main stage again as somebody like a Robert Ruggs. I know, like, we we thrust Dolph back into this, like, hey, let's get him back here working matches and, you know what I mean, doing some barn burners and stuff, and that's fine. But, like, with Robert Rude, like, he needs a story, right? Like, he's good enough at a character work and stuff, but, like, he, he needs something to go from A to B to C for me to care about, right? And they don't have that right now, so why would you bring Robert Rude back? Well, I know he did it with Dolph Ziggler already, so it would be a little bit weird to then go to the tag team partner, even though he's had some feuds in between. But have Braun Breaker beat all of the past NXT champions and start it with Robert Roode. Yeah. Here we are. I don't want to see Robert Roode again if if we're not bringing back James Storm and doing beer money run. Well... Maybe, but I wouldn't mind the NXT run either. If you bring back the glorious and all that stuff, 
You find him and two other lackeys like he had with yes. uh right. Yeah. I wouldn't mind the Braun Breaker goes through the past NXT. Because you could do this. You could go Robert Roode back and forth for a couple months. Shinsuke Nakamura, because what the hell is he doing? Go let him go down there, do that for a couple months. And then Finn Balor. I mean, you could run the gamut. Lead all the way up to Seth Rollins. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then bring him up to the main roster. Hashtag hire Tom. I tell you, it'd be fun. Mm -hmm. It would be fun. All right. Our final tweet the table here, which is WWE theme, is Devil Vamp. And this one is a little odd. He says, who the fuck is Hit Row? Is this a fatter version of the acclaimed? They don't have bars. He said they don't have bars, and one looks boring. Can we just steal the acclaimed hashtag tweet the table? Um, <laughs> I think Hit Row's been around longer than the acclaimed, technically, right? I think there was the Hit Makers, but, I mean, <laughs> right now it might seem like that if you hadn't been watching from a while back. Um, I Hey, look, Hit Row coming back is fine. But I think you're right. The stick is being better done by the acclaimed right now. <laughs> oh, that was great. Caught me off guard. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yes, Hit Row is cool. Hit Row is definitely unique and a fresh idea in WWE, which has always been stale, stiff, white guy perspective, right? Now, Swerve Strickland's not there. And if I'm being honest with you, I didn't know who the three of those uh, people were before they teamed up with Swerve Strickland. I didn't know who B-Fab or, uh, you know, $50 or whatever. Yeah. yeah, whatever the fucking name is. Um, I didn't know any of those people. It was Swerve Strickland that was like, okay, who are these people? And then collectively, I'm not just saying Swerve Strickland was the man and the rest of them suck. Collectively, they were pretty cool. I think it's going to be a little bit more difficult when in-ring guy that okay you did your promo now you got to wrestle the match swerve strickland was the one that filled that role it was the okay bfab can do a rap the other guy the other guy does look boring i will agree with devil van i don't know Shante the adonis or whatever yeah i don't know what the carmelo hayes would be better than him in my opinion i don't know either one very well so maybe i'm speaking out of my ass but from visually this other guy just seems boring to me I just don't know after you do a couple we're here to take over. If you're not doing the acclaim thing where we're pushing the envelope and we're saying, you know, um, making jokes about fucking Biden and making jokes or about making the Pete jokes about Trump. And, right, yeah. And, Trump, and all this right. stuff, right? Like if you're not doing that, then you're not doing what AEW is doing. You're not as cool. Right. So unless you try to do a different spin where, you make it more, more real. Because the acclaimed, for as great as they are, they are very pro wrestling. You know what I mean? There's they have matching tights, they come out in matching jackets, they always have the song. You know, it's a very pro wrestling act, even though they do push the limits. If Hit Row does something different where one of them walks here. The other one's walk. We're like, why aren't they walking together? It's because they don't need to walk together. Who walks together? We're not holding hands as we're doing this stuff. Like something that throws a curveball into the presentation. That's the only way they work. Yeah. If they're also walking down. If they're also doing a music video and stuff, then yeah, they're, they're fat acclaimed as devil vamp said. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, that got me. That was pretty good. But that's all we got for Tweet the Table. We encourage you to do the same, to chime in, because then you'll catch the things that maybe we didn't talk about or maybe we didn't want to talk about. But then we'll chime in on, and because we want to talk to you. We want to hear what you have to say. And if there's something you want us to chime in on, we don't know about it. We can't know about it, right? Unless you tell us with hashtag Tweet the Table. Hey, and we'll try to clip this and maybe post it on our socials. But I also have a challenge for Table Nation, and we'll put this on TikTok, Twitter, all that stuff. What do you want to see from us when we go to All Out in Chicago? Are you wanting interview? Are you wanting just what our experience was like? Uh, Hashtag Tweet the Table or respond in the comments to the social media video you're watching right now and uh, let us know. Because that would be fun to get some feedback before we're out there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll just leave you with uh, reminding everyone that all we're asking for in pro wrestling is a little more high school drama. The Spanish Announce Table.